Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 How do you do? I'm, 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 I'm going to chat with you about getting friendly with music. 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 Getting friendly. This is Billy Ray Martin, and you're listening to Bass Agenda.
Hi everybody, welcome to Base Agenda. Andy with you here for two hours. And it's one of those shows where I can't believe what I'm about to say because uh, this week's guest is the wonderful Billy Ray Martin, incredible singer, incredible authentic artist who rather than just rest in one genre, is continuously pushing herself, coming up with new ways of blending her voice with the many, many sounds the world has to offer. We're going to be covering everything from early 80s house right the way up to more experimental electronics with her latest project, The Opiates. And for those of you who are new to Bass Agenda, the way the show works is our guest chooses some tracks that are important to them and dig a little bit to get behind the music. This incredible track we're kicking off with is Persuasion. And any second now, Billy's going to tell you about her earliest memories of music. From the age of two years old, I actually sang, and there seems to have been a, a, a very, very um, distinct determination to uh, to do that because my family, uh, my grandmother, uh, told me so. You know, they they were always describing later how I would sit there and and sing and try and get their attention. You know, like and and what and they also said that I wasn't really available for much else. You know, I, I would sort of ignore everything else and just sit there and and do that. So um, really, I was born with this, like totally, yeah. totally born with this. Yeah, so it was meant to be. Yeah, so there wasn't an age where I knew because, you know, when you're, you, I'm too young, I was too young to remember. Sure. So this is purely on the grounds of, uh, you know, and, and uh, but I do remember... Um, you know, when I was about, I mean, maybe five, uh, that's when I, I actually started remembering um, when I would actually make tapes, like reel to reel tapes, you know, just sort of singing children's songs and then asking my grandmother to send it off somewhere, <laughs> you know. And so, so basically from that age, I, I remember that I, I, for some reason, I wanted to be where. You know, the people that I would see on television and that I would hear on the radio, I had for some reason I had this thing that I wanted to be there as well. So it wasn't enough for me as a child to record or to sing, but somehow I wanted to put it in an envelope and actually send it off, you know, at that age. Um, so I guess that means um, that I was, uh, yeah, I did it from the day of my birth. <laughs>
it's a curse as well as a blessing because when you know when you you when you know singing makes you the, the minute you start singing or even plan to sing you start feeling very emotional so this can be uh, difficult for people who don't really enjoy singing in recording studios like myself you know then you, you you might feel very anxious so you know it's not all joy and 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 fun it's it's a it's work it's hard work it's getting in touch with your inner inner innermost deepest very very deepest feelings which i always ignored i never thought about that because i'm not somebody who's very pretentious about what i do i just you know you just do it you do it to the best of your ability get it done yeah see if you like the result afterwards you know that's how i have always worked and it's only now that i'm more um actively getting in touch with what's actually going on inside me that i noticed that it's it's an incredible incredibly hard job to do well if you'd asked me two years ago i would have said now nah, you know you sing you get on with it you get it done you know i'm not like someone who goes in a cave with bats to record vocals you know i just get it over with <laughs> so i'm not a, you know what i mean i'm not a pretentious singer <laughs> show is up for download and uh, with full track list on soundcloud.com slash bass agenda some point over the weekend this track is of course sweet suburban disco I'd like to dedicate this one out to george embryonic thank you man for your trust and your help coming up any second we're going to slip into the early days of billy's career some memories coming up with s express and electribe 101 
some of the early uh, house roots of uh, Billy Ray Martin there and now it's time to find out what music it was that inspired her got her attention started to point her in the direction that her career's taken 
Well, Elton John um, is the the why I do what I do. You know, from childhood uh, from childhood on. You know, I heard Daniel when I was a child, um, and it changed. I just I just remember staring at the radio, thinking more. <laughs> More, more, more. What is this? And it changed. It changed everything. It cha- it made me want to make music. I went to my grandmother as a child, and I said, "I want that. I want whatever that was. Go, go to a record shop with me and buy me that." Yeah. And she did. And so, you know, so all the classic Elton John albums. But Daniel was the first song I think I heard, and yeah. that was it. You know, my 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 childhood was then spent. Wanting to marry Elton John, I'm sure he has. I'm sure I'm the only one, but <laughs> but, uh, but that's how it is, you know. Yeah. So Elton John uh, is most uh, influential on, on anything, really. Mm. I mean, to okay. this to this day, I, I get out those, dig out those old albums, and I'm in this space. the class.
when I was a teenager, um, or, you know, I don't know whether I was even a teenager yet, but I went into a record store to look yeah. for, for um, 60s garage music, as I did. And, and um, the, the, the sales guy behind the till said, have you ever listened to soul music? And I, he, I didn't know him. He just said it. And I said, I don't know, not really. And he said, you know what, I'll order you a couple of Motown compilations. And he did. And I said, okay. And I picked them up. And from that moment, and then I heard a song called Love, Love, Love by Martha Reeves and Evangelist. And then I heard Heartless and their whole album. And that was it. That was the moment that I decided that this is where, where I'm going vocally and also changing the way uh, lyrics could work. Because before that, I was really just into far out experimental things. I was li listening to Cabaret Voltaire. And then I decided, went from that to, yeah, Cabaret Voltaire is still good. But how about if we, you know, put the soul lyric type of thing and delivery yeah. out? So that's what, why that's been so Uh, inspirational.
with Daniel, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, Heartless. But anybody who knows Billy's music know that she doesn't just have that soulful storyteller inside her. There's also an edgy punk and slightly darker side too. Coming up next, Susie and the Banshees. Spellbound is just, you know, spellbound. But again, anything, the first two albums, whatever, you know, again, it's an attitude that she brought uh, to the table, which wasn't there before. Because, you know, if you were familiar with the Ramones and uh, and the Sex Pistols and and all these other groups, you know, it was a certain thing. But then she came along and she really appeared, if you didn't sort of know her, hadn't seen her before, she appeared quite arrogant on stage. I remember as a kid, you know, we went to see her. And um, thinking, who does she think she is? She doesn't look like a punk, you know. You know when you you had these fixed, you know, you had to look like Sid Vicious or, you know. And then she came along and, and not, she wasn't conforming to any of that. And at first I hated it and I didn't get the music either. And then it was a little bit later that I, but without her being so gobby, I wouldn't be so gobby today, I swear to God. I mean, I wouldn't have the confidence. I wouldn't have had the confidence even to go out there and do certain stuff. You know, because you didn't act like that. I mean, you didn't. You know, it might have been already, um, you know, the, what was it, the end of the 70s or the beginning of the 80s. Or, but you still didn't, as a woman, act like that. It seemed strange. Why was she up there and she was being so rude? And, <laughs> you know. From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice that's saying spinning. You have no choice. Yeah. 
met Susie at a bar in London um, around the time, uh, probably, oh, I don't know whether I was still in Electribe 101, but, you know, it might have been around that time or shortly. Yeah. Oh, no, it might have been shortly after, whatever, you know, but I met her at a bar and she was there with Budgie. And I was freaking out, telling my friends, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's, there she is. And, you know, oh, my God. And my friend said, well, why don't you go and talk to her? Because she previously reviewed Electride 101 on a TV show and given it a good review. So, you know, they said she must know who you are. And I said, no, no, she's going to hit me. She's so scary. So it took two hours and a few drinks. And I finally just sort of rushed up to her and said, I'm so sorry to bother you. My name is so-and-so and I'm la-la-la. And I just want to say what an influence you've been and uh, goodbye. And she turned around and she said, um, wait, wait. You, oh, my God, B. Ray Martin, sit down. Champagne. What do you want to drink? And I, and she made me. She didn't let me leave. And um she made me drink with her and and uh, and talk and um she was a little tipsy at the time so she may never remember that this this actually happened and um we were talking about singers as well and she said that she didn't like many of the, the soul singers with the big voices you know she didn't like that kind of singing and um you know as as i said she was quite tipsy and she said i only like uh you and Maria Callas. And so to me, that was like the most incredible thing that had ever happened to me. And I think for, be a highlight. well, it was the highlight. And I think for two days, I was not approached. I just called all my friends and said, you know, she likes me and Maria Callas. And I'm sure Susie doesn't remember this, but, but I certainly do.
kind of, I'm sure it was the same for a lot of people, just stopped everything else and changed everything. Stopped and got rid of everything that was there before. You know, in the bin it all went and and um, freedom was all of a sudden there. Freedom from the restraints of, you know, parents, society, surroundings, restrictions, unhappiness. Only you can decide that a piece of music is more than something for today. Now it's time for Billy to tell us a bit about four of the tracks that she's chosen from her career, which she's particularly proud of producing, nicely covering many of the styles that she's adopted over the years. So easy to reach when you're living a life on borrowed time. This life, it's been always a dream, like you're watching TV. Living life. What have I lost and what gained? I was a sinner and I was a saint. But all the memories they seem so faint. When times are thief, no shut wounds could go so deep. Like the fear I feel when I can't sleep But that was the deal that was reached I now believe Heaven's not so easy to reach when you're living a life on borrowed time Although it's been always a dream Am I living a life on borrowed time What I can Feel I can't see, but the films are so very real. So then, why can't I see what I see behind the light? What I can't see, I can't feel. End of time is the end of a real. The end of the time. An incredible experience with Waterson, who also co-wrote the song. And I had this idea of wanting to do a very stripped down, percussive track, 
sort of very electronic-y, but sort of percussive and stripped down. And there was a process where I, I kept asking him to remove all the keyboards and, and parts that he had composed. And I kept saying, what would happen if you removed it and removed this one and removed that one? And I kept just telling him to get rid of everything. And then we ended up with these versions. So that process, and Colin, he's so intuitive. I mean, he just got it. You know, other, other people I work with, they might have said, yeah, but why should I lose the organ and this and that and, you know. But yeah. Colin just kept going away saying, yeah, okay. And then he would come back having done exactly the right thing. You know, it's such a great experience. Working with somebody, um, he's a very young producer um, from Birmingham. Um, you know, working with someone who has a completely new approach, a fresh approach, you know, and we actually spent sort of a day and a half getting, getting it wrong, not really knowing how we were going to go about producing these songs. So we sat, sat for two days and just sort of listened to stuff and tried things and then we would get it wrong and come back to it and um, because I need a certain environment uh, musically uh, you know like um, arrangements and stuff to write songs um, and yeah. you know it took us a while and so again it was this beautiful process but I, I kept thinking god I love his sounds this is weird stuff I, I not heard that before you know and he kept asking me Billy what what kind of sounds do you want and I didn't want to get involved I kept saying because normally I kind of tell people but I kept saying, don't ask me these things. You're, I just want whatever you're doing, you know, just keep doing it. And then ask me later, you know, but don't ask me now because I really like this. So I was like, you know, and then when, once we had the first sort of backing track idea, I just felt like singing the David Bowie song over the top. Please trip them gently, they don't like to fall. Some on their own 
tomorrow followed by the excellent off the rails conquer tomorrow is uh, it sort of stands symbolically for songs that may have only appeared so far in demo form and were never recorded uh, properly in terms of production Uh, and conquer tomorrow to me is such is is probably one of my most beautiful songs and it just fell by the wayside and I think I will record it, produce it properly so very soon it's on top of my list but it's just so beautiful in its simplicity and the funny thing is like we did it you know cheap microphone cheap everything and just sort of not worrying about you know just just put any old drum machine and 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 just a keyboard and just let's get the song down this throws me back on, on that whole subject of, you know, make, making, making production simpler in future. It's really my mission, you know, really, really simple. And it's about the song and whoever doesn't get it, tough. You know, it's like, that's what I'm all about now. <laughs> so, so Conquer Tomorrow, yeah, top of my list. Raised in no man's land Solitude and time
enjoying going back to my house roots. I'm enjoying writing real songs. That's what I've always done. And that's a very unashamed example of mm. writing a song that I can be I can be proud of, you know. As um and and I'm also proud of it because Waterson who produced it, um he's so talented and he just mm you know, just sent me that track and I just went straight at it and, and, and did the rest. So he's, he's just so amazing. So it's to me, um, uh, something that was really, really enjoyable to do. And I, I enjoyed the song and it's got a funny story about it. You know, it's about Grace Jones when she hit, when she was on Eurostar and allegedly hit a, a Eurostar employee because they were going to oh, kick her, yeah. kick her out of first class. Yeah. See, this is another story that was just in the news and it was in my head and so that came out.
next, a track from the Crackdown Project. Billy Ray Martin working with Steve Melinda from uh, Cabaret Voltaire. Dream come true for her, no doubt. And shortly, Billy will be talking to us about uh, working with others, the kind of quality she looks for in people when it comes to collaborating in music. And after that, we're going to slip into a track from The Opiates, a.k.a. Billy Ray Martin, working with Norway's Robert Solheim. Scatter you, sweep your feet, pick you up and drag you in. Stopping things to schemes and places. And someone cracks down. Watching you watch others move and sometimes someone cracks down. Either way, um, it, with Robert from the Opiates, I actually approached them. Uh, he was in a duo at the time, and I had heard some ambient music that they did, and I just asked them whether they wanted to collaborate, and then it ended up just Robert and myself, and we ditched the ambient <laughs> stuff, and yeah. just, you know, so, so I approached them oftentimes i get approached um so it all depends it can work either way you know if i'm if i'm what i'm looking for when i approach people i look for 
um, extreme specialness. So it has to be a producer who just does something nobody else does and, and captures an essence that's not often captured. Captured, and it, it's usually captured by a combination of stuff that they use. It's so someone who just does a retro 80s house thing or whatever and doesn't take it into the now. I probably wouldn't be so drawn to that. So I'm looking for these like ex very sometimes strange and, and sometimes just touching uh, combinations of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like and and because I think that's where I come from because you know to combine combine soul music with electronic music isn't the the most common thing to do but it was just something when I was very young it just sort of came to me and you know that and, and I knew the rest of my life would be that and so whatever shape and form that takes I don't know but I, and I think I seek that in other people too and you know the stuff I do sometimes the combinations that I try they work and sometimes they don't you know some of my stuff works better than than other stuff I do so and I think another so when I come across a, a release or a, a some something by somebody that also combines these elements that really shouldn't be working together but they do you know that's when I get really interested and when they also take it into the future and, and do something very new with it so that's what I'm looking for and when I whenever I find something like that is I sometimes go out of my way and try and track them down you know to work with them Yeah. 
Billy's going to choose a couple of tracks that have blown her away lately by other artists. And I have to say, both of these tracks are absolutely amazing. Blow me away too, thanks to her for introducing them to me. First up, we have All the People with The Hills. Following that, Please Forgive My Heart by the legendary Bobby Womack. It reminds me of the early, um, early to mid-90s house tracks from the UK that were done, you know, real songs. And people weren't ashamed and afraid to write songs and have beautiful vocals, you know, without overstatement, without overdoing it. It's all about the vibe, you know. That, I mean, really, like, there were so many songs from the UK at that time. And that reminded me, I thought, oh, you know, I thought they don't do them like this anymore, but obviously they do, you know, so it's great. Are only there for you. We're seeing eye to 
album basically you know that one uh please forgive my heart and whatever happened to the good times are my favorite tracks of that album it was produced by damon alban you know damon just gets it right <laughs> i don't know why or how you know what i mean it's just like god i mean taking this man into the studio and just let him letting him do his thing not many would have achieved that and done that and you know yes. and um he himself said you know bobby said if somebody had told me these people would come along and just let me do what i want to do i would have laughed at them and some yeah. you know so it's it's incredible i mean it's just the best thing ever as far as i'm concerned and uh, the production yeah. 
It's just yeah. unreal, stripped yeah. down, simple, but capturing an essence. So if Damon Albarn listens to this, you know, would you please produce my album? <laughs> I could try to say I'm sorry, but that won't be quite enough to let you know pain that I feel and it just won't let up oh it feels like the sky is falling and the clouds Do it out. 
Yeah, what was nice about the slam track actually is that it was done spontaneously. I went to Glasgow, they played me a few demo ideas and I picked the Bright Lights Fading one, but at that time it wasn't developed. It was just a basic backing track. I took the backing track, I went back to the hotel, wrote the song and went back the next morning to record it. So it's, I love, I mean, this is my, one of my fondest memories because it's spontaneous. Everything was done right there and then. So it's not something that I've, you know, worked out over a few days or whatever. So, yeah. so this is great.
Yeah, in that case, it worked. And there's other cases where, you know, it's like, hmm, I'm not sure if, you know, this was the right combination. And so it's like, it works really well with my drum and bass kind of stuff too, the soul. Um, yes. that, that works a treat. I don't know why, but it just works, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe because there's that energy and it's really fast. So it's kind of, in a way, it's almost Motowny in feel then when you do a song on top of it, you know. So it's like, it works. But, you know, other stuff where I've tried it, you know, I wasn't so successful in, in choosing the types of combinations, you know. In silent wonder While you set the scene Submitting to your private torture All the first degree Here I am anticipating A healthy act of sin Tell you that flattery won't get you nowhere Your hands have not yet been
Martin in drum and bass mode here. Crime of Passion, taken from the 18 Karat Garbage album, in which she worked with uh, members of Aretha Franklin's band out in Memphis. And this track, Systems of Silence, coming up in a moment. Billy's going to talk about the highlights in her career and also uh, what it is that inspires her when it comes to writing songs. honest there's too many to mention you know I mean the Memphis thing of course was really great it was also a challenge you know um, to go there and not really know how they tick over there and then try and get it all done so Memphis if I would go there now knowing what I know about how it works over there I'd get a better result actually but so it's you know but it's still um, just really unbelievable to think that I went there and I you know had had fun there and I worked with all these people and capturing some of the mood of the place you know hopefully and so but um, I mean there's there's been god there's been so many things Um, I can't think of any now but I often look back and think oh my god I can't believe you know even the people I'm I was fortunate enough to meet like some of my heroes you know, you just end up meeting them and they, they tell you they know your music. You know, that kind of thing makes me so humble. Yes. Uh, and I just always think, wow, I can't believe I used to follow them, stalk them when I was little or young, you know. And yeah. uh, so that's still to this day when I meet someone or I, I talk to someone. I mean, everybody who knows my work knows if it's not about Roman Polanski's films or Andy Warhol and the Warhol superstars, you know, then yeah. what else is there? So that's like something that I've written many songs about, about Roman Polanski's movies and about um, Andy Warhol's superstars and Andy himself. Um, but even from that, you can tell that I'm that I get it all of people and that to me people are like characters in movies because that's what we are <laughs> and so um, you know and and oftentimes though they're not real they may not be real people there's there might be like a newspaper notice that I that someone even tells me about I might not have even read it and then you know something a sentence or a word in whatever I'm told or whatever I see or hear will then make me go away and write that song. But I don't write notes down. I don't have a notebook for lyrics. So it's whenever I work on music with people, then suddenly that whole thing comes out. So it's all like saved my, you know, I must be like a microchip for, for these kinds of things. Cause I don't, I rarely write them down. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it then just comes out, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, people, but not always, you know, real people could be fictitious. And always outsiders and always misfits, you know. I've seen her walking in the house. 
tracks to come and then we're reaching the end of the show already as you can tell uh, Billy's worked on so many different styles of music and uh, from my point of view I think if you can't find a track in here that doesn't have some kind of memory for you then uh, you've obviously not been listening for the last 20 odd years an incredible artist real honor to be able to speak with her and to have her choose some tracks for bass agenda and testament to her uh, quality and her work ethic as an artist is the fact that her show in London coming up in the next couple of days sold out within a couple of hours of being announced showing that she's very much relevant and of interest to people after so long in the business i feel like kate bush it sold out within two hours i was like wait a minute what's going on here? i've done shows where nobody came so i don't know how these things work you know so i i, I really don't think about it um i just do what i do and in this case it's just been great fun to see that happen on on the internet before we even uh, promoted it in any way uh, fantastic i just released the link you know here here are the tickets and and it just yeah. sold out so it's just and it's going to be a great night 
<laughs> I look forward to it.
seductively dark, twisted sounds of DJ Hell with Billy Ray Martin on Je Regret Everything, taken from his uh, New York Muscle album. Billy's going to tell us what she's got planned for the future, and then we're going to leave you with Billy's loving arms. I finished recording a soul album, so that's completely done and completely finished. Recorded in, in New York uh, mm. a, a quite a while ago. And but now I changed a lot of the production and mix the style. I was I mixed it in, so it took a long time. Um, so it's called the Soul Tapes because they were literally two-inch tapes, you know that that was sitting in a basement. And um, so and okay. I'm just waiting for. Uh, um, I'm just talking to like a label management service um, to see whether you know they want to take on my label and I want to work with them. Okay. And then if that goes ahead, then we're going to plan the release of this album. And I'm very, very happy. You know, that album would have been on my list of my favorite ever things that I've done, <laughs> but it's not out yet. So, but it, the, the, the results are so pleasing to me. It's um, just a joy. And um, so that, and then I'm planning to record finally a new house album, solo album. That's still in the planning stages uh, and I'm um, you know talking to some really exciting people about that right. but, but I better not say who because it may not happen um, and if not then you know I'll find other ways
for listening. I'm back in two weeks with something completely different. All the best to Billy for the future. I think it's fair to say that in this X Factor culture that's being developed, there's a hell of a lot people can learn from people like Billy. Long may she continue. Have a great weekend. Cheers.